Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are keenly aware as Christians, and not just as Christians, we hear similar things said by the world to us that there is nothing more important than love. Love triumphs over hate, it's said. Or sometimes it's said, love is love, especially during the month of June. All you need is love, sang the Beatles. The concept that love is of the utmost importance is actually a biblical one. There's perhaps no writing of St. Paul more well-known and more well-loved than his chapter on love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. But sometimes words can be stocked with other meanings that the world will put into them or that we in our personal experience will attach to them. We do well to go back to the words of Holy Scripture and learn what love truly is. Because for some, love boils down to just being nice to one another. Or love has to do with your sexual attraction, or love has to do with being tolerant and never speaking a word of condemnation. But St. Paul knows about love. For not only did he write about it in 1 Corinthians 13, we have another reading about love right here in our epistle today in Romans chapter 12. And when we look at what St. Paul says about love, both here and in the rest of his writings, and in the rest of Holy Scripture as a whole, you cannot talk about love, you cannot understand love, apart from the work of Jesus Christ on his cross for the sins of the world, For your sin and mine. Paul's colleague in the ministry, his fellow apostle, St. John, in his epistle, 1 John, makes this point abundantly clear when he talks about the connection between the love of Jesus and the love we are to understand and show. In 1 John 3, he writes, By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. And then later in chapter 4, John writes, We love because he first loved us. In other words, you cannot understand love without understanding the forgiveness of sin, the redemption of the world, your own personal salvation that Jesus Christ has accomplished for you. For that is where true love is shown. And as Paul and John and Jesus himself and the rest of Holy Scripture make abundantly clear that love of Jesus is the model, the template, for how you are to interact with every single person you meet. 
in your marriage, in your family, with your neighbor, with your fellow Christian, with your fellow Christian who's feuding with you, with your unbelieving neighbor or the person you meet that hates you and despises you for the name of Jesus, the common thread in all of these things is love. Let love be genuine, Paul says. The real thing, the real deal, not a false worldly imitation of what love is, but love as we understand it and learn it and see it in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Genuine love is shown by Jesus for you and me. The distinction between what is evil and what is good is found in that word which God gives to us. The word that delivers Jesus also teaches you and me to distinguish between what is evil and what is good. To abhor what is evil. Despise, reject, have nothing to do with that which is evil, but to hold fast to what is good. And even in the face of evil, to go forth out of a stance of love toward all whom you meet. Throughout our text today, St. Paul effectively distinguishes two different kinds of people, and yet the same thread runs through the whole thing. There are basically two kinds of people in the world, two religions, as we often say. The true religion, which is faith in Christ and his death for sin, his salvation, his promise of resurrection and hope and new life, and those who reject it. Those who either deny the existence of salvation, claim they have no need of it, or find it through some other means. There are those who believe and those who don't. And yet for Paul, the same thing is needed in both circumstances. Love. Genuine love that hates what is evil and holds fast to what is good. Love that loves one another with brotherly affection and outdoes one another in showing honor. That reminds us to not be slothful, lazy in zeal, but to be fervent in spirit, with the Holy Spirit serving the Lord. Those who know this love rejoice in hope, are patient in tribulation, constant in prayer. They contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. In other words, the love that is found in Jesus Christ teaches us to look at one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and see someone who has been loved by that same blood, forgiven by that same blood, given a hope and promise and future out of that tremendous love of God just as it's been given to you. 
As we gather together this morning as an assembly of those redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and thanks be to God, those who look upon Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what a treasure we have to be gathered in a place like this and to know that those around us have been loved with the same love. You cannot be loved by Jesus in such a way and then not show love to one another. Not only to those who are your fellow Christians, but even to those who are not. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. What a statement St. Paul makes to live in harmony with one another and to live in peace with all. Not live in peace with those who believe the same as you. Not live in peace with those who vote the same way as you. Not live in peace with those who are of the same mindset about things as you. With all. With all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Jesus makes clear, and St. Paul reaffirms it here as well in our text, that the Christian does have enemies. There are those who set themselves against God and his word and the people who worship the name of Jesus Christ. There are enemies. We might get a little hung up trying to figure out who those enemies are, And we may, in sinful pride and self-righteousness, mark others as enemies. We have no business doing that, too. But whether someone is your enemy or your brother or sister in Christ, the same thing is called for. Love. Even that one who seeks to destroy you, who hates you, who resents you, because you bear the name of Christ in holy baptism and serve him, to that enemy, Paul reminds us, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. St. Paul would teach us that there is nothing more confounding to an enemy of Christ than loving him. There is nothing more confusing, shocking, incomprehensible when you deal in love to whomever you meet. Do not be overcome by evil, Paul says, but overcome evil with good. 
There is evil. There are evil people. There are indeed enemies. There is indeed a truth taught by God's word that is upon us as disciples of Jesus Christ to know. But in all circumstances, love. The world can't get that. Even Jesus' closest followers couldn't get that. See Peter in our gospel for today, who rejected the notion that Christ would suffer and die and rebuked him for it. And that same Peter, who we heard last week, confess Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God, is now referred to by our Lord Jesus as Satan. For the things he speaks are not of God, but of men, of the world. The Christian, you and me, are free to love our enemies, to love those who hate us, to take up our cross, as Jesus said, because we belong to a kingdom that's not of this world. We find it in this world, in the love of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins, but you have a hope and a promise and a future secured for you out of the great love of Jesus Christ. And even if the one who is your enemy should take your life from you, They can't take away what Jesus and his love has stored up for you for all eternity. This is the love your father shows to you in Jesus Christ, his son. This is the love to which you are called as fellow redeemed and saints of Jesus Christ and to a world that forgets what love truly is. Dear Christians, love one another by first being loved in the one who gives you his eternal kingdom that cannot be taken away. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.